Welcome to Word First Radio, the podcast of Word First Ministries. Tune in each week and join us as we pursue God's command to make disciples of all nations. Hey, what is up, you guys? Welcome to Word First Radio, the podcast brought to you by Word First Ministries. I'm your host, Jacob O'Neill, and as always, I'm joined by my friends Cameron and Bailey. Hey. And we're back. Yeah. (laughs) It was bound to happen. Yeah, eventually. Bailey, pray soon. A few weeks. Okay. Um, (laughs) God Almighty, we love you, and um, we just thank you for this uh, chance that we have to talk with one another um, and to connect with our the rest of our family and the team that supports us on this um, crazy mission that you've made a way for. Um, Yeah. So just thank you that this exists. Thank you for all the um, things in this world that we take for granted that make it possible. And we pray that this conversation would um, bring us your wisdom. We pray that this conversation would honor your name and that we'd all um, from us sitting here in Norway to um, our folks sitting in their homes uh, in the U.S., we just pray that we would be brought closer to you and encouraged and reminded of your goodness in our lives. We love you. We dedicate this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks, man. Yep. So this is the highly anticipated, <laughs> foretold from ages past, wow. return of Word First Radio. <laughs> uh-huh. So what happened? So I'm pretty sure, you know, people are wondering, we uh, took a month off. We're about three weeks ish month ish off and i'm sure all 20 of you are wondering you know where did you go why did you take a, <laughs> why, why did you take a month off um what happened guys gosh that's a, a little bit of a i wasn't expecting yeah. to ask me that question that way <laughs> I mean, ministry yeah yeah, yeah. ministry mm-hmm. i had something on my Okay, and that could be unburdened. Something on his knuckle. It's all right. <laughs> I'll take it from here. So, <laughs> dough stuck in my knuckle hair from baking bread. That's right. We Isn't were making that? bread. Is yeah. what we were doing. <laughs> so yeah, I'll, I'd be glad to answer that. So we we took the rest of August off. We decided we had uh, actually last time we we met to record. We were kind of confronted by several things all at once, and we decided to have a meeting. Meetings are the worst thing that mm, you can they do. Are. Um, but this was one that just sort of had to happen. And, and so yeah. we talked about what does the future of the podcast look like? Because um, what we were realizing is we were, we were reevaluating our priorities, right? And so the purpose of the podcast, I think our, the main purpose of the podcast is for us to keep the folks who have sent us, we call you guys our senders, mm-hmm. the folks who are paying and praying for us, right. um, who we have committed to them. You are missionaries along with us. Like mm-hmm. we ours are the feet that are going to be on the ground in Oslo, but we, it takes this whole team in order to make this all work. And we've committed to keeping them a part of the ministry that's happening here. And what we realized was that doing a podcast every week, that meant that most of our time, not most of our time, but too much of our time was spent mm-hmm. ministering to the people who sent us when we've said we're a missionary team and we're all going to be focused on gospel work in Norway. And so what we were doing was we were taking time out of gospel work in Norway to minister to this to our co-missionaries. And we just realized that that was out of balance. It was taking it was taking away too much of our time. So mm-hmm. so you guys know who are watching us. I mean when we record the podcast, it's a it's a solid day that it takes mm-hmm. just doing the recording and then there's the post production, which I know our post isn't that fancy, but it's a lot of work nevertheless. Mm-hmm. And so we were just we asked ourselves, is this the best use of our times? What are our consciences telling us? What are we uh you know, what does our strategy look like? And what do we think that our senders would have to say if we said, listen, what we're doing is we're taking a full day out of every week so that we can talk to you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we just, what the mission that we 
shared and the mission that we all agreed to was not that we're going to be taking a seventh of our time here in order to write letters back home. Like we talked about there, like Paul, Paul wrote back to the churches who sent him. Mm. Um, But like, I guess we don't Mm -hmm. know how often, but I suspect it wasn't a seventh of his ministry time. Mm. Right. So, um, so we decided to revamp and reprioritize. So um, the podcast, it's not going to look or sound that much different, Mm -hmm. different, but we took some steps so that on recording day, it's not quite as, um, it's not quite as heavy and doesn't take quite as much time to produce, uh, to produce on the front side. And mm-hmm. then also makes post-production a lot simpler. And now what we can do is we can record a couple of days a month instead of recording every week, mm-hmm. which is fine. We're glad to, re- well, glad, maybe not glad, but we're definitely willing to record every week. Mm-hmm. But that means a <laughs> and day. We did and we did. Yeah. Solid, like eight months ish. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and that, that means that a full day out of every week, Plus, all of the post production is taken away from uh, doing the kind doing kinds of things we want to do here. So we've taken from the opportunities to evangelize mm-hmm. and to produce other kinds of content. So we want right. to interview men on the street, and uh, we want to do other kinds of things. I won't we, I won't talk too much about that because those ideas haven't really coalesced yet. But there are other things we want to do and be able to mm-hmm. to present to not just our senders, but to the, to people in Oslo and stuff in general. And we're just taking too much time to yeah. do this. So what we decided to do, sorry, I know that was a long buildup. What we go. decided to do is we're going to release the podcast every other week. Mm-hmm. We're not going to have multi-camera cuts. We're going to have just, just you. Yeah. <laughs> There's no cam cam. There's no cam cam, which is good. There didn't need to be one in the first place. Um, and that, that makes things simpler. And so senders whom we love, you'll get half as much yeah. content, but we, uh, and let Not us know half as much podcast, half as much podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair to say half mm-hmm. as much podcast. And if you have a different idea, let us know. But I think that that strikes mm-hmm. a good balance because now it allows us to record at least half as much or, or we could record maybe one day a month and then we're not spending a day a week, not sort of <laughs> in the mission field in Oslo, mm. but consumed with, with producing podcast right. content. Yeah, no, it's just the, the, the benefits of, you know, kind of, you know, squeezing a little less to get kind of the same amount of juice roughly um, are just invaluable just relationally, just time. You know, this is kind of, I guess like the first like five minutes of this is kind of like our YouTube apology video that you're going to (laughs) see less of us. Yeah. Um, Oh man. So sorry. Um, But it's going to be awesome. And I, I feel like, you know, for me, like, well, there's a couple different ways. Like I look at this. So one, it's like awesome to know that like this team would hit this this hard yeah. like to do a 4k multi-camera angle podcast every week and have um well i'm not going to comment on the quality of the content but you know <laughs> that we would do it and yeah. that we would do it well it just kind of speaks to just the temperament of the team really mm. like we will uh sometimes stubbornly even but just bang our heads against that wall mm. until it falls um yeah well that's sometimes we'll climb the wrong mountain really hard. Well, no, what I'm saying is that we'll do it excellently. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, if, if we climb that wrong mountain, right. we will, we will be the best mountain climbers. That's what I just said. West <laughs> of the Mississippi. So <laughs> <laughs> we are so far East of the Mississippi. <laughs> I know, but, but there are mountains West of the Mississippi. <laughs> I guess if you go west hard enough, <laughs> we will go the wrong direction west so hard really, that we'll end up in Norway better really than anyone else. I'm really happy I didn't say anything about the quality yeah. <laughs> a couple seconds ago. Um, but yeah, we have. So for me, like I know that for the whole team, and speaking for myself especially, like I, we, I have more creative ideas, and I know the team has more ideas that we want to do for the ministry and the podcast. Yeah. is going to kind of 
uh, take a little bit of a step back to leave room for those other ideas. Yeah. So we want to put it in its proper place, right? Of course. And I think, yeah, yeah. I think the trade-off was not good. We we're spending time we should have been spent doing ministry in Oslo. We were spending doing ministry back to our folks in California, whom we love, but they're getting too much of our attention as compared to the stuff mm-hmm. we could be doing on the ground here. Right. Yeah. And if you're new to the podcast. Uh, the less frequent uh, release of podcast episodes gives you time to catch up on the series. <laughs> so instead of, yeah. you know, releasing one every single week mm. um, and you get 52 episodes a year, uh, you get half of 52. Very cool. Mo- you can't be known. You get all of the spades <laughs> and the clubs, but none of the hearts and the diamonds, however many that is. That's right. Hearts and diamonds will be on TikTok and Instagram <laughs> and our social medias. So... All right, very cool so far. Anything you want to say about that? Or no, I would um I would just point to like even in the last month that we took off, um, like it's made way for us to have more evangelism opportunities mm-hmm. and like the ministry stuff that we were itching um for and just knew that um our time was like too stolen away from those things and too focused on podcast and yeah. that kind of stuff. Um like in the past month we've had I think we went out was it three times, two times? And three no, times. Three, three, three yeah, times. Yeah, coffee bike, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's been awesome. We've mm-hmm. had tons of opportunity to actually do ministry. And it, like, works well um, with home churches. Just, like, it, the timing works out well with them because mm. the coffee cart is, like, vamping up and they've had um, more opportunities for that to be. Um, what was the festival we went to? Good on Last Fest. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, We've just had opportunities that like worked out with the timing. So, yeah, you know, God's yeah, our, timing. I've heard. Yeah, <laughs> imagine that. Yeah, it already has started to pay benefits. Mm-hmm. Just in the last couple of weeks, we've been more available. In the last couple of weeks, to do things we want to do, and mm-hmm. weren't stuck behind computers doing post or hauling all of our. Like, we're really yeah. thankful that we have this public library that we can uh, that we can use to do this. But it's a lot of stuff. I mean, we be, we use. I mean, you guys can see if you from last week to this week, we have different mm-hmm. stuff on the table, and we have the like we tore all of this down. The only thing we used in this room, we didn't even use these lights most of the time. Right. We have these all of our own lighting. We tore all this down. We had mostly our own microphones on little mic stands. Yeah, and we just had to prioritize things differently so that we spend less time doing content production because that's not who we are. There's a TikTok Motown took, uh, like showing the behind the scenes, kind of mm-hmm. like how the sausage is made. Yeah, and so it's a it's a ton of work, and now it's it's less than a ton of yeah. work. And, and like so, yeah. to your point, Jacob, we're gl- super glad to do a ton of work, right? But if we're spending that time and energy on the wrong stuff, then yeah. then we need to reevaluate. And so we just reprioritized content, mm-hmm. uh, or well, not even content, but podcast production. Yeah, in order to be available to do the stuff that you guys sent us here to do. So. Right. And the stuff that you sent us here to do. Also for me, one of my biggest things was like kind of scrambling to come up with things to talk about like every week. And so it was, uh, it's just, it's difficult on a weekly turnaround to come up with like new updates and, and things that we've done and what we've learned from those things. Uh, having a week turnaround just proved eventually to not be very, not enough time to digest all the lessons we could learn from one great conversation or, Mm -hmm. Uh, things that we could talk about and, and plan and prepare. And so, uh, so it's good, yeah. good, good. It's good, good, good. It's good, good, good. Hopefully we produce higher quality stuff. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that what we're able to do every other week is sort of richer and chewier and 
better for those who yeah. are listening in California. We have ideas for things we want to do in the podcast related to Norway, which you know we'll get to eventually, and those will be very exciting. Mm-hmm. We hope to produce higher quality, less frequent content, and hopefully get all of our, you know, we have a, a lot of things yeah. that, we, that we have to do, and, but hopefully get all those things put in their right, in their right place. Right. It's like a reboot, kind of. <laughs> what? Almost. I thought a reboot. Okay, I don't know. A soft reboot. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so <laughs> let's talk about our summer because this was our first full summer in Norway, mm-hmm. um, which was, it was beautiful. Uh, yeah. I lo- it was pretty it, amazing. Okay. Sorry, that was a, that I was, that, I feel bad that everyone else in the world wasn't living with us. Yeah. It was, yeah. It's like, we feel guilty for being, yeah. It's starting to get cold again, but- for a while there, it was pretty, pretty, uh, ganske van. Yeah, pretty warm. <laughs> ganske, yeah. So it was, it was, it was pretty warm. Van is hot, isn't it? It's the same. It's the same Context thing. tells you cool. whether you're warm or hot. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. But it's, I didn't realize Norway could get this warm actually, <laughs> I, you know, coming out of summer and spring, but, uh, we, I think all around all of our families had a pretty eventful summer. Uh, who wants to take the ball first and talk about how our summer was and some of the stuff we did. Oh, Bailey, I feel like you could talk some more. Okay. Um, you went to Sweden, I mean, did yeah, you not? Yeah, I mean, we shared yeah. kind of the same summer. So yeah. my summer was I got to take care of the girls, which <laughs> was wonderful. Um, and then also uh, Pregnant Grace mm-hmm. is still still very much happening uh, <laughs> as of now. How's so that going? It is. It's going. Um, no, it's awesome. We So we have the new apartment we talked about, I think, a couple episodes ago. Mm. Um, and that has just been like wonderful for especially pregnant grace to have actual space to, you know, be pregnant and relax when she needs to relax. Mm-hmm. Like she can go into another room, which is it's a luxury <laughs> <laughs> when you live where we live um, and where Jake and Motown live right now. Yeah. Like yeah. there's Thanks. another room where she can go to sleep while I am up and doing work or making coffee or watching TV, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're good. Our, our summer has been, um, just a giant blessing. It, um, like surprised me a lot. Um, how much sun Norway has. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I feel like the long was, days are crazy. Huh? I think, yeah, the long days, but I think it was like six months that we had of like sunny, mostly sunny weather. Mm-hmm. Obviously in Oslo, the weather goes from storm. Yeah, very to fluctuating. Sunny. Yeah. Yeah. We'll look on like the weather app and it'll tell us seven days of rain. And we'll get rain for five of those days, but like 20 minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. So like 20 minutes of intense downpour. And then it's sunshiny and the birds are singing. Right. Right. What the heck? Yeah, skies will be clear. It'll rain and snow in the same day sometimes. And not during the summer, not but the summer, uh, yeah. during spring, uh, definitely. But yeah. yeah. Um, so our summer's been good. We got to go to uh, Sweden with the IMB. Not just Cam and Whitney mm-hmm. and um, Zach and Jen, but with IMB... What's the region? It was our European subcluster. Yeah. So it was the Dutch Nordic region. So I think there are seven countries represented. So all of Scandinavia mm-hmm. and Belgium and Holland also, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So sort of the whole whole region got together. Mm-hmm. And I forget um, the family who lives in Iceland, mm-hmm. but on a car ride, the Cam was talking. Carla yeah, Logan, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so Cam was talking with them about um, Iceland Icelandic, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Icelandic versus Norwegian. And I'm so glad 
that we're learning language. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Is it, yeah. Icelandic You're is talking like about no, the language. It was terrifying. Yeah. Well, Icelandic, <laughs> so that Icelandic is mostly related, is the closest relation to Old Norse. Mm-hmm. Nor- Norwegian, what we're learning is, is uh, like a flavor of Danish. Mm-hmm. Icelandic is like Norwegian, but that never changed since the year 1100 or something. <laughs> like they've got uh, 20 extra letters in their yeah. alphabet. <laughs> nice. And all this stuff, that these sort of vestiges that most languages have thrown off, they're still hanging on to. And uh, yeah, Douglas's. Yeah. yeah. So why'd you guys go to Sweden? Uh, you said it was an IMB thing, just the cluster of all yeah, the Scandinavian countries. It what was the. Yeah. It, was just, it was a retreat. So mm. um, our brother, Jiminy Crockett. He sort of was the pastor overseeing the event, and he brought some people from his church in the United States. And it was a retreat. It was a time for us as a whole cluster, subcluster is the sure whatever that, yeah whatever not uh, quite a cluster not but quite a cluster yeah. it's a sub that's right cluster. yeah um, to get together and be cluster. with each other and encourage each other and worship together and talk about because it's it's really strange maybe Bailey this might be the first time that you got to sort of participate in this but you can feel really lonely as a missionary or as somebody. In the, that's just a third culture person where it's, you know, you're sort of are in between, like you're a man without a land. You're kind of in mm. between over here. You're American, but not really. Um, but kind, but we are, but we don't really speak Norwegian, but we're not trying to be Norwegian. And it's this thing you, you can feel like, um, like few people understand, you mm. know, and it's really sweet and nice to be with people who understand, but then just to spend time, you know, we all serve the IMB in this part of the world. And sort of the the reason you guys came was to help do childcare. So a bunch mm-hmm. of us have kids, and we have sessions and things we're doing throughout the day. And you guys watched our kids for us. So Bailey and Grace and Alan all came to be mm-hmm. babysitters, and that was uh, that was really great. Mm-hmm. And the place we went to in Sweden, it was this Christian sort of conference center. Um, for those of you at the orchard, you've been to the the center where we take the men in Palomar that we've mm-hmm. been several times. It was a lot like that. And it was just beautiful. It was like hard to believe that it was real very often. So we posted, you, you can see some of the photos and stuff we took there. But mm. uh, yeah, so we were in Sweden. It was just, just a long weekend. It was just a few days. Um, but it was really great. And we got to like go past that bridge from that, from that. Oh, the music yeah, from video. That music oh, yes. video oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, wanted to go to that bridge. It was it's yeah. beautiful. The bridge between Norway and Sweden. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, so it's a bridge that's like right on the border. You cross yeah. from... Yeah, it's painted on the, painted in the street. One side is Norway and one side is Sweden. Oh, that's yeah. very cool. Yeah, so there's yeah, just a must line be really painted. Cool to see. Yeah, and it's yeah. and it's this beautiful bridge over this river. It was really fantastic. I don't know if it's a river or a fjord. Some mm. majestic body mm. of water. Um, mm. Yeah, it was really great. It was the, sort of the first sort of vacation, sort of getting away, sort of retreating thing that we've really had the opportunity to do, and I, it was really good. Mm. Yeah, that was crossing that bridge was another one of those. Um, Moments like you talk about where the um, dream, like the dreaminess of Norway, you're mm-hmm. like plucked out of that and like, I live here. Yeah. Because um, I remember you showing us that music video. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what the song is called. but It's um, really great. It's called Svog, S-V-A-G. And it's Ostery S, Astrid, Ostery S. And then the guy whose name I never remember, but... Maybe we'll link it in this video. It's pretty. It's pretty great. Yeah. What does that title mean? Sog. Uh, weak. It means weak. It's okay. weak. So it's. Um, so here's a quick story. It's a Swedish guy who wrote this um, 
kind of love song. And the two of the, he wrote it and Ostadi is this amazing young lady who's a, she's Norwegian and she's a musician and singer and she's fantastic. And so they recorded it on the border between Nor- Norway and Sweden during coronavirus times when no one was allowed to cross the border. Mm-hmm. So he stayed on the Sweden side and she stayed on the Norway side and they recorded this music video for this song together. And he sings in Swedish and he sings, she sings in Norwegian and it's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We listened to that a lot before we moved. Yeah. Yeah, like two years ago, mm-hmm. you showed us that video, um, and that was still, like, we were in the process of God sending us to Norway, mm-hmm. just pulling the strings together to do a bunch of impossible things, yeah. seemingly impossible things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, just, that was a bridge in a video, mm-hmm. and that was dreamy Norway that, like, yeah. it felt like God was sending us to, and now we're, like, crossing the bridge, and I yeah. was like, uh, <laughs> well, listen, can I share what, sort of a cool experience on the way home from that? Please. Mm-hmm. So we took a bus there and back. And the bus was fine. It's com- more comfy than an airplane, and it cost like 20 bucks each way. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the on the way back, so we went to Sweden just for a few days. And we visited basically nothing of Sweden. Right? Mm-hmm. We didn't spend any time with Swedish people, really. We we're just kind of at this camp together. But there was something really great about being back. So we crossed the bridge oh, back yeah. to Norway, and I kind of had a sense of... <sighs> And then we got off this bus, and you know, the, the steps are really steep. And I'm dad, so I'm the last one off. And our kids had thrown up, so I'm like cleaning up puke and car seats and all the kids' trash and all of that. And, and so everyone else, else is off the bus, and I'm kind of the last one out. I've got my arms full of stuff. And I get to the bottom of the stairs, and Cheery just kind of lets out this sigh. And I said, what's going on, baby? She goes, I am so glad to be back in our mm. city. And I was, I was feeling <laughs> the same way. Like, okay, we're in a bus depot. It's not very glamorous. It's definitely not... Um, like the geography is not, uh, the setting is not as beautiful as what we had just spent the last mm. several days in and uh, it didn't smell quite as nice. And, right? mm. and like nothing about it was wonderful um, except that we were home and we all just had a sense of like, okay, okay, we're home, we're home again. So, and that's comforting. I mean, maybe someday we're not going to have that. And I suspect there are going to be days when we just have to remember that God put us here. And so we don't, you know, we don't pine for being somewhere else, mm-hmm. but there's just that relief and sense of being like Cheery said, I'm just glad to be back in our city and for us to be home and be back is pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really cool. That's a really cool moment. And then the reason that Jacob and Motown weren't with us on this mm-hmm. trip is not because they were unqualified child supervisors. They're excellent at that, mm-hmm. but they were doing something else. That's right. <laughs> what was, was that, Jacob? <laughs> okay. You're going to make me go the whole hundred? Yeah. Please describe for please describe for our audience what why you weren't there and what you were doing instead. Yeah. Now you you wanted to do that. You Jacob was sinning. The reason he wasn't there is he was in jail. You're going to have to stop me. He was found out. He was caught. He was picked up. Picked and, he was, up. and he spent a week in jail. <laughs> Not in jail, uh, <laughs> prison, an whatever. Island. Yeah. We were sent to an island. Um, <laughs> no, so yeah, the, me and Motown weren't there um, because we were actually invited uh, to the other side of Norway, mm. the west coast of Norway, um, still east of the Mississippi, um, <laughs> to a city called. Sorry, that wasn't that funny. Um, no. uh, called Olesund, mm. um, depending on your dialect. We've heard it called Olesan, Olesund. Uh, Olesund. Just any vowels. You can mm, say yeah. Ilesund. <laughs> Ilesund. <laughs> Ulysses S. Grant. Ulysses S. Grant. <laughs> Icicles. <laughs> I'm so tired. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Ilesund. That's so good. I want a t-shirt that says 
I heart I listened or something like that. <laughs> so you guys but, are in Olasun. Um, yeah, Olasun. We were invited there for a missions conference. Yeah, so yeah. there's an organization. I'm not. I don't think it's. No, it's. I'm sorry. I know that it's not exclusively Norwegian. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Ethnos uh, 360. It's a kind of a. It's a mission organization that's focused on international missions to unreached people groups yeah. specifically. Um, so they have a lot of people in Papua New Guinea. Um, I believe I heard um, uh, some tribes in Indonesia. It, it, it's the kind of, um, I don't mean like typical, but it's like generally like what you envision when you think of like international missionaries sure. to unreached people groups. We met people, some really great heroes of the faith almost that would translate Bibles into languages that never had a new Testament before. Yeah, crazy. Like that's a crazy undertaking. And so yeah. we got to meet people like that. Um, we got to meet, uh, just really great communicators and people very passionate about overseas missions. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and that was really fun. And, and I was invited to lead worship at that conference. Uh, but what was really great about it was getting to kind of experience Western Norway and yeah. just the body of Christ that's over there and, you know, what they're doing for international missions, but also to get kind of their perspective on what we're doing. Yeah. So what's been awesome is when you, when you pluck Americans like me and my wife into a crowd of all Norwegians, especially mm. Western Norwegians. And that's one thing I'll talk about the differences between Eastern Norway in Oslo and mm-hmm. Western Norway in cities like Olesund is night and day. Basically yeah. it's very different. And we'll get into that in a second. Yeah. They call but, the, the West sort of that West side of Norway. They call it the Norwegian Bible belt. Yeah. Which I guess for Norway, it is a Bible belt. Yeah. And you can see that like, there's definitely like, uh, I'll tell you a fun story. Like, um, the, the conference did have like pretty good attendance, like roughly like a hundred people, mm-hmm. but here's just one quick difference in culture and in uh, generation as well. <laughs> yeah. Generational difference. So I get up there and lead worship and like, I've always done a thousand times. I'm like, all right, everybody stand on up. We're going to worship Jesus. And then the look on all of their faces was as if I just offended everyone <laughs> in the crowd. Like, uh Oh, like, what did I say? <laughs> I, I prepared a Norwegian song to sing, yeah. uh, just to make, just to, to communicate to them that, Hey, I'm trying, like, mm-hmm. I want you I want to make it accessible to you. And it was the one they knew the least out yes. of all the songs I sung. And, um, what was interesting was that someone came up to me and they, you know, he patted me on the shoulder. He's like, Hey, so tough crowd, huh? <laughs> and he, what had happened was when I had asked them all to stand up, mm-hmm. what had happened is that they felt like they didn't want they didn't want me to think that they didn't like what I was doing mm-hmm. because they chose to sit down because uh, they're used to in their churches sitting down while they sing. Yeah. So they're in a pickle. They don't want to stand right. up, but they don't want you to think that, that, uh, that they don't care yeah. or that they're against you or something. Yeah. That's right. So that was weird. That was definitely a, a huge difference. And I was telling people like, yeah, no, in, in American church, especially the church we're from and the church we attend even in Oslo, which is a Norwegian, you know, kind of international church. Uh, if you sit down during worship, it's like tense in the room. It's like you didn't say bless you after someone yeah. sneezed. I'm like, what? So, you say something to someone when they sneeze? Right, exactly. <laughs> like, why would I stand up for worship? That's weird. Yeah. Um, but I get it. And it was awesome, like, understanding, like, those cultural differences, also practicing Norwegian. We, gosh, the whole Word First team, even talking about evangelizing in Oslo, like at this stage when we're not yet fluent in the language. Um, like we didn't, I didn't realize at least like how spoiled we were being where mm. we are, where everyone, every Norwegian speaks English mm. basically. Like we mm. could 
theoretically go on the streets right now, even though we're not fluent in Norwegian, we could theoretically go evangelize right now yeah. and not have a lot of problems. No, not really. I mean, yeah. obviously we'd be more effective if we spoke Norwegian, but we could do it. Um, if we were in like Bergen or Olesund or like cities like that, basically all of them speak Norwegian. Like mm-hmm. it was the first time I had met a Norwegian adult mm-hmm. in Olesund who didn't speak English. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think some of that might be generational too. So I've met, mm-hmm. Um, of the Norwegian people I've met, it tends to be the best English speakers are kind of your guy's age. Mm. It's like when, so I had the opportunity to teach in a, a Chinese church a couple of weeks ago. I guess it was last week. And it was the Norwegian and English service that they have every week. Um, they had no problem with me speaking English. And there was one young lady who I asked her, I was like, and where are you from? Because her English was perfect. Mm. And she's like, you mean like, my parents are Chinese, but I'm, I was like, no, no but like where, because you're, you're, your English is so good. And mm-hmm. she goes, Oh, I'm born and raised in Oslo. We just, <laughs> we listen to American music and watch American movies. And yeah. And so, and uh, so yeah, and start so, so, learning English in third grade yeah. or earlier. Yeah, Cause so. all our friends, all of our friends who are youngish people in Bergen, they all speak English too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But That's I think, true. yeah, I think that made that, it, that uh, one, that one component might be, might be generational too. Yeah, but nevertheless, you found yourself in a place where you had to speak Norwegian. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun, and also it hit even harder um, when I went to youth camp in August. Mm. Um, I was playing electric guitar in the band, uh, but then, nevertheless, I do love youth ministry, and I do want to try and uh, find some kind of connection with the youth kids, and mm-hmm. you know, try and be an example and uh, some kind of a leader. And so, but they all like they're t- mostly teenagers. Like I would mm-hmm. say, average like ages fifteen, all speak. Norwegian. Yeah. And they speak English kind of most, of, most of them did. But I mean, when we're sitting at a table, like when they're with their friends and they're with mm-hmm. their youth leaders and, and youth pastors who are Norwegian and I'll speak Norwegian, like it would kind of, I thought I was definitely kind of put in like a weird place where it's like, I don't want to make them all speak English. Cause I know mm-hmm. that's not their heart language mm-hmm. that even though, yeah, they all speak English. It's just not the language they would normally speak with their friends. Mm-hmm. And that was a kind of, both those trips going to Olesund and Vegoshai were, were kind of a big wake up call for me. Like, like it kind of helped relight a fire in me to be like, I have to learn this language. Yeah. Like I have to, like I, it, I'm not able, I wasn't able this year to connect with the students in the way that I probably would have, if I yeah. was able to speak their heart language. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a cost. I wasn't able to minister as effectively as I could have to Olesund. I'm not saying that, me going on either of those trips was like a, a mistake or mm-hmm. that, you know, when I did get the chance to serve that it went horribly and it was a failure. Uh, but what I'm saying is that learning this language, yeah. it seems almost, it's like this key that it will <laughs> unlock, like being effective for ministry yeah. just, just is infinite, infinitely multiplied once we learn that. Mm. Um, let's kind of riff on that for a second. Where, where are we at with language learning and as far as entry goes? That's a hard, that's a hard question to answer. Cause I think yeah. we're all in kind of a different place mm-hmm. and it's tough to know. I mean, we all have, we've talked about it a lot and there's obviously a long, a long way to go, but knowing exactly how to do that and the best way to do that and, and stuff is tough. So Whitney and I, I mean, we just, we started language school again. So for the summer we met with uh, like a private tutor online to help us shore up some of the stuff. We weren't quite, quite ready. Our, our teacher at school told us to enroll in the next Norwegian class, but there was some stuff we needed to work on in the meanwhile. So we mm-hmm. did. We had a, a personal online tutor that we dealt with. 
still with. That's not nice mm-hmm. that, that we learned worked from with. and worked with for a while. And just this week, we started in classroom Norwegian again, and woo, it's oh man, <laughs> it's rough because you're it's at so a, hard. a B B two level we're class. In B, we're in a B two class, so the, yeah. the point of the class is four sessions. It's ninety six hours of instruction. Yeah, meant to take you from the B one level to the B two level, mm-hmm. and then we have a test. We have the the like official B two level test in December. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, so for us, we feel. Like we're a little bit behind the rest of the class. Most of them have been here a lot longer and mm-hmm. they live with Norwegians. Like half the class, they have a Norwegian uh, partner or spouse mm-hmm. that they live with and practice with all the time. And we have like three doctors in the class. Like I have to learn Norwegian in mm-hmm. order to get a job here and be a doctor here. So they're oh. like working real hard. But um, it's easy to feel, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. And we're at, we're at a point now where like our teacher, you know, when you, you're in your A0 class, and your teacher's talking really slowly. Hallo, alle samen, willkommen til Norskurs. They're speaking really slowly because we're kind of just making sounds together. It'd be like in English, you point to a thing, go clock, yeah, clock. Mm. My name, my name, your name, right? We are done with that. Sure. Like that's mm. done. He's just like, all right, I'm talking Norwegian to you, and you know, hang on, buckle right. up. If you don't have a hat, <laughs> buy a hat and hang on to it. <laughs> nice. Um, which is good. It's what we need, but it's, it's also not like one of those things where if you're a little bit behind, you feel like you can catch up. It's like, if you're a little bit behind, you feel mm-hmm. totally left behind because you miss a couple of words and everything's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it's tough. Whitney and I, you know, we're, we're, um, we're hardworking and we're, we're sort of uh, not to, not to toot our own horns, but we're kind of high achieving people We're we're highly yeah. motivated to meet our goals and get things done. It's a little intimidating. It's a little rough. <laughs> and the rest of you guys, you finished your B one class. You've not, yes, you've not moved on to B two. We need to all, all of us need to reach that mm. language pinnacle. Right. But I think you guys experience some of that too, where it's like you feel you can feel like the class has left you behind a bit, mm-hmm. mm. and yeah. uh, and it's hard. There are some there are some real challenges and disadvantages when it comes to learning Norwegian. One of them is that we speak English. The whole world does. Yes. And you can get everything done here. In Norway. You can go to the doctor and do that in English. You can go to McDonald's and do that in English. You can mm-hmm. order your coffee in English. Everybody that we interact with, especially in Oslo, on a daily basis, speaks English and is glad to help us out by speaking mm-hmm. English with us. Like Whitney has this, uh, uh, this pattern where if someone says something she doesn't understand, she does like any good American. She says, sorry. Right in Norwegian, you say "vassaldu." What'd you say? Mm-hmm. What did you say? Which is a little bit on the nose in English, right? In America, sure. mm-hmm. if you say something and someone doesn't understand you, they go, "What did you say?" It's a little, but that's what you say yeah. here. You just ask, "What did you say?" Mm-hmm. So Whitney has her her American tick, which is "sorry." And as soon as they hear "sorry" in Norwegian, you can say "sorry," "sorry." But if you don't say it like in Norwegian, you say "sorry." They switch right away to English because mm-hmm. they're awesome at it, yeah. mm-hmm. and they know that it's helpful to you. Yeah, and uh, it's saying "sorry" is you're like. Actually asking for help. Sorry. And they go, oh, I must mean, must mean that we need to switch to English. Mm. It makes it tough because then the rest of your transaction, whatever that was, the, that was the like one of a couple of Norwegian interactions you're going to have that day because the rest mm. of her interactions are with me and the girls or you guys. Um, now it's been switched into English. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of tough. You have to force people to keep speaking to you in Norwegian, which mm. must be frustrating for them. They've, <laughs> they've been wonder- here, wonderful here so far nobody's been like just we're doing stop it we're not doing Norwegian mm. like just stop trying they've been really kind but mm. I imagine that's got to frustrate people too that's been yeah that's been the very uh, very unique challenge I think we really really underestimated how challenging it would be mm. you know in a very 
international Norwegian city um, where everyone speaks English, how mm-hmm. difficult it would make it. Um, and that said, though, to kind of speak for myself, I kind of feel like um, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the progress I made this summer yeah, like in, Nor- in Norwegian learning, especially... And it really was those trips to Olesun and uh, the youth camp, which was in mm-hmm. Vegelshai. Um, everyone, uh, everyone who is a Norwegian Baptist or Christian has been there eventually for yeah. some kind of summer camp. Um, and it's awesome. I mean, just being with uh, mostly Norwegian speakers for just a couple weeks, mm-hmm. you know, at a time, you know, being saturated in that language, like it really, really, it really helps me a lot. Yeah. Uh, my big, my biggest weakness by far in, in Norwegian learning has been understanding it, listening to it and understanding it. So I can, I, I feel like my, my strengths are like putting the senses together. I have a decent bank of vocabulary and can say them decently well to where they can understand it. Most Norwegians don't misunderstand my Norwegian, but when they repeat it back to me or not repeat it, but mm. respond, uh, I'm like, oh, gosh, it's so hard. Like I can get pieces of it, but um, just like you said, it just takes like one or two words that you throw in there that yeah. you maybe don't understand or don't remember what it means, yeah. and it just throws the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, because you, you you stop mm. you stop listening, and your mind switches to what did they say? What was that? Yeah, your mind goes into deciphering mode, and they just keep going. Right, they just keep they keep talking, and you miss everything else they say after mm. that. That's tough. Yeah, it's tough. And, and but stuff I, for me as an old man, you guys are still young and mentally limber. I'm an old dude. You're going, no. Whoa. <laughs> okay. All right, brain, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> well, so, I don't know how cheery does it. Cheery picks up Norwegian. Yeah. Like, you know, she had been doing kids, it all of her life. Kids do. And, and she's yeah. especially bright. And she had the benefit of being in a Norwegian right. only atmosphere, you know, six hours a day. Well, that's probably for, how then for yeah. nine months or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. How are you yeah. doing on it? How do you feel about I'm language just, learning? I just want to disqualify what Cam just said about us being young and limber mentally. Okay. That does not, it's not help. In <laughs> well, our you're dumb too, so. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I'm saying like, cause well, when I think of you and Whitney, I'm like, Cam has more master's degrees than I can count. And Whitney two, two. Is, well, let's see if you count like a monkey, right? We have zero, one, many. Still, I can't, yeah, I still can't. Um, and then Whitney, I feel like is in the same situation, but also she was a freaking science teacher yeah. and can talk about stuff that not like none of us in the group would know. Yeah. Even if she was on the podcast, no one listening, yeah, um, would know what she's talking about. So, um, yeah, just I don't know. You guys, you guys are definitely really smart. <laughs> thanks to God. Um, yeah. So yeah, language learning is difficult. Um, we've kind of like reoriented there as well mm-hmm. and realized that we need, um, the group as a whole needs practice, just actually diving into speaking the language. Mm-hmm. So like the dynamic you talked about, Cam, of being in class and falling behind, mm-hmm. um, like we just need to be in a mm-hmm. conversation where we're not falling behind. Yeah. I think like, we realize we need the practice of sticking in the conversation and not being frustrated that we keep falling out of the conversation mm-hmm. and trying to piece our um, way up to speed to where everyone else who, um, like you said, the classes we've had, um, we haven't had anyone else who moved to Norway recently. Mm-hmm. Most people have lived here mm-hmm. um, for years at this point. So um, that there's an advantage there or whatever, but just yeah. basically we realized that like, um, we need to just speak the speak the language with the mm. person. So we're mm. right now getting language partners, um, which is tough. 
Yeah. Also because we want to find, um, not as a requirement, but as a um, bonus, it would be really awesome for us to find language partners who aren't Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think your language partner is Knut, right? Yeah, Knut, my upstairs neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to have someone who, not for us to spill the gospel out to them every mm-hmm. single time we meet, but in the meantime, while we're um, practicing and learning Norwegian with them, um, we just have time to be Christians living mm-hmm. our lives among mm-hmm. non-Christians. And they can give us some specific insight that Norwegian Christians can't, right? Yeah. So just like in the United States, sometimes Christians, um, especially ones who are church-going Christians, we sort of forget what it's like to be lost. Yeah, And that's one of the things that you learn in ministry is that like Satan hates new newly saved people mm. because they have lost friends mm. and we get scooped up into our Christian world. And then we, right. we get used to the sort of Christian and churchy way of doing things. We have and Christianese, we, yeah. we have our own language. And we don't have, yeah. we don't have non-Christian friends any fo- anymore that help us mm. to sort of remember or to understand what the world's like. So even just some insight and spending mm. time with someone, not just learning language, but also you have the opportunity to talk about spiritual things and get a perspective they're not used to. Mm. It's a perspective we don't get from Benta. She doesn't know what it's like to be an unchristian Norwegian, yeah. right? Or, or Espen or Raquel. She's not. Uh, she's not Norwegian, but mm. it gives us a perspective that we don't otherwise have, mm. and somebody who's willing to share with us, which is an extreme advantage. Yeah. So if we can kill uh, two birds with one stone, um, that would be mm-hmm. great. But that's basically what the team as a whole is doing right now. We're searching for. Language partners, mm-hmm. ideally non-Christians, so that we can be Christians living consistently in front of non-Christians. And just like you said, um, and that one's huge. Like mm-hmm. the even um, like we see it mostly with the Christians in our church. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, if we have a person we meet with once a week, then we would see it a ton more. Yeah. Um, but the slight just differences in like how to go about something. I've realized a ton, um, and it like makes me hesitate whenever I'm going to say something something in Norwegian because mm-hmm. I'm like, I feel like they would say this a totally different way. <laughs> like you said, um, yeah. we would just say sorry. Yeah, um, they would say directly "basadu." Yeah, and it's not offensive. So mm-hmm. just like picking up on those things. Yeah, there's like so many layers to that onion. Well, there's there's like that, all the nuance. Yeah. And we're not even to the nuance stage. We're just mm, like to yeah. the, can I say all the words to get food at a restaurant stage? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, very cool. Um, but it's, it's been a journey, a journey and a half already. <laughs> it's, been <a> real <laughs> journey, <laughs> it's been a real journey across the world. Anyways, very cool. Uh, so just to kind of close this out, just real quick. Um, w- one of the cool things now that we've had the opportunity to do specifically two people at this table um, (laughs) is we've been uh, asked, invited, I don't know, recruited, if you will, um, to take over the worship ministry actually at a church we've joined. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, we're pretty stoked Mm. to just be a part of ministry. And I mean, it's again, crazy that even after just like a year of like being in this church that the pastors of our church would even ask us to be mm-hmm. all like, Hey, here's this thing. Go ahead and take over this thing. Yeah. Um, but that's been a crazy, like amount of trust. Like how, how much are you looking forward to really diving into that and taking control of, 
not taking control, but <laughs> being the master, ownership, being the master owner. Never of God. Oh my that. gosh, sorry, that came out wrong. But uh, how excited are you for that? I'm really excited because um, home churches. Uh, so working with um, Benta and Espen is way too like they're too trusting. Like we've said a few times. <laughs> yeah. Um, like so, in our last meeting that Jake mm. and I had with them, um, we posed a few questions of like potential things. And they were 1 million percent behind it. And mm-hmm. I was like, that was just, that w- <laughs> I wasn't thinking like we should yeah. actually go down that road. I haven't even thought about it that much. Yeah. That was just a possibility. Like, could you make this hard for us, please? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, we want pyro on Sundays and we want to, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's really exciting. Um, we get to um, have a really I don't know, intimate and really uh, central role in the church. Um, and like the most exciting part to me is the that they want a team. So mm-hmm. they know, like we've talked about, we don't know when we're going to leave home church, but our intention isn't to camp out with home church and then mm-hmm. become uh, members with home church for the rest of our lives. Right. Um, they know that they're sending us eventually. Um, so that like one of the goals at the end of our time there is for us to have established a team to take over. Um, and so you and I aren't just there to be guys who switch off playing every Sunday. Right. Um, we're guys who are there to build a team. And I don't, we have, like I said, way too much permission to um, influence, like, even just this last Sunday. So mm-hmm. I was messaging Espen about the service, and he was ready to throw out, like, reading scripture mm-hmm. and a brief little, not the sermon, but a brief little introduction to the mm-hmm. service that he had planned. Mm-hmm. He just threw that out the window because I would, I texted him, Hey, can I read a few verses before we start singing? Mm. Um, and he was like, Oh yeah, read that stuff. That'll be great. I'll throw out everything I was going to do. And you just do that <laughs> and then tack this one on there for me. Yeah. And I was like, no, I didn't want to like come in here and you know, yeah. Um, but it's, um, yeah. So just the permission, the, um, trust that they've like given to us mm-hmm. is awesome. So the opportunity we have to lead worship in quotation marks, um, like that in itself is always exciting to me. And I'm like glad to be in that spot again for a church. Um, because the leading worship, I don't know, I'm going to launch into a rant if I <laughs> start it, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, the leading worship bit isn't, nearly about the music mm-hmm. like it's the smallest yeah. part of it um so we get to be um influences in the worship of home church um and then beyond that we get to um find and raise up a team to understand that same thing and continue that work mm-hmm. um so it yeah, i won't launch into the whole thing <laughs> but i'm right. very excited i can't wait to find people and raise up not just people who can play guitar and people who can sing, but to raise up people who understand what we mean when we say um, that we come here to worship God Mm -hmm. and all the aspects of our worship and then can teach that and encourage their brothers and sisters in that Mm -hmm. pursuit. Yeah. That's something I think all of us are learning more and you've always had a a temperament towards, but it's that we're learning more and more that um, music is literally like literally the smallest part of it. Like it's like 
what kind of chords you play or the melody or whatever. I mean, it's literally just the smallest part of it. Um, but what the most important part is, is that we actually are living uh, in a like a lifestyle worship. Like our lifestyle is guided by pursuing God's glory of in humility, just pursuing to glorify him, to share him with other people. And that um, that's just the focus of everything. And so, yeah, like I, I think one time, at one of these worship nights uh, that I was asked to be a part of, um, I was just playing guitar and, you know, I try to not just stare at the floor while I play guitar. Mm-hmm. Like I try to be interactive and, you know, like worship together with everyone else. And um, I saw kind of like in the kind of the middle, kind of, t- kind of towards the front, like these people as they're worshiping, you have some people on their knees and getting like really into it. But then you, you had some people, uh, some men opening their Bibles while a worship song was playing, it's like, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen that. Mm. Like, what have you ever felt compelled to be like, man, I am worshiping God right now. I need to just read his word. Mm. Like I need to read my Bible while we, while we worship. And I was like, I never, it's just not anything that yeah. ever occurred to me. And I was like, but I kind of love it. I kind mm. of love mm. that picture mm. of just like, you know, we're here, we're all worshiping together. While we worship, I'm going to open up my Bible while, while I'm singing this song mm-hmm. and also read what God has to say in his word. And I just think that that is just a, that's just a physical picture um, of like the kind of spiritual um, and foundational thing we want to hopefully implant in every single heart of like every mm-hmm. worship leader like ever. And that's something I've had to learn over time, that kind of uh, sentiment. So. Mm-hmm. Well, this was good. I, I, I hope everyone who's watching, like, I hope this return of Word First Radio was everything you hoped it would be and more. <laughs> I appreciate you tuning in. And yeah. so, yeah, we, uh, we're looking forward to exploring worship leading, evangelism, uh, I don't know, whatever, whatever Word First Radio decides mm-hmm. to do to reach Norway with the gospel with Norwegians mm-hmm. in Norwegian. So we appreciate you watching. We appreciate you tuning in. <laughs> And God bless. We'll see you next week. No, no, we'll see you in two weeks. God bless. Thank you so much for listening to Word First Radio. If you like the podcast, please like, share, and subscribe. If you want to learn more about Word First and how you can support the ministry spiritually and financially, check us out at wordfirst.us. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Word First Radio, and we'll see you again next week. God bless. God bless.